Good evening, everyone. This is Carmela G., a very grateful, recovered for today, compulsive overeater. And I, I wanted to thank Luann for asking me to speak tonight. And um, I want to thank everyone that helps to make this meeting possible. And that means it means everyone that's listening to this meeting as well. And I welcome anyone who is new and just discovering that you may be a compulsive overeater. I just want to tell you how I qualify for being in this room. I have, um, my anniversary day is July 22nd. 2013 was my first day of abstinence, so I will be coming up to my 10th anniversary if my higher power that I call God will allow that to occur um, this coming July. And um, I I began this program 10 years ago almost 10 years ago, at the weight that I stopped getting on the scale at. So I don't know how fat I really got to be, but I stopped weighing at 315 pounds. And um, I, I would go on various diet plans, And um, I always felt I could do it. I could do it. And I could do it for a very brief time. And then I was off again. So I was on again, off again, on again, off again. Um, And it took a very courageous young woman. And she no longer lives in New York. Um, She has relocated. I am extremely grateful to her. I was at, she was a friend of my niece's and I was at a family gathering and she came over to me and very courteous, how are you? And I said, oh, I'm fine. I was always fine. Uh, And um, I said, it's nice to see you at this party. I said, why don't you have a seat? And I was motioning to the waiter to come and bring her some dessert and coffee. And she said, oh, thank you so much, but no thank you, not for today. And I looked at her and I said, oh, you are one of those crazies. So she said, well... I came over for this purpose. She said, Aunt Camilla, I just want to tell you something. I said, absolutely. See, I was going to solve her problem, so I invited her to sit down. I was seated, and I said, absolutely. And she sat, and she looked me in the eye, and she said, I just want to tell you that you are a compulsive overeater. 
Well, I put my two hands on the table and I stood up. I don't mean I stood. I bolted up. And I looked at her square in the face and I wanted to be threatening to her. And I said, I am not. I can go on a diet and lose weight whenever I choose. So I had the I-I-I-I problem just like Bill W. And she said, I'm sorry to tell you, but you cannot. She said, maybe you think you can, but I've known you all my life. And I think that you should buy this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think you should come to our meeting called Overeaters Anonymous. Now, I still was looking at disdain with her, but I simmered down and I sat down. And she said, because if you buy the book, you will hear the doctor's opinion and he will tell you that you have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. Now she had me because I am a nurse. And that made sense. I understood about allergies and I understood about obsession. And she said, we have a meeting to discuss this book. So if you buy the book and come to our meeting, you will learn what it's all about. And she said, you deserve it. And I looked at her very strangely. Because I thought I was very caring to myself. But in reality, how could an intelligent woman who's in the healthcare profession think that weighing over 300 pounds and eating whatever she chose was being loving and kind to herself. I was not. All I was doing was satisfying an urge, an urge, a desire, a craving, whatever you want to call it. It was to fill the hole I needed filled with love and understanding. And I thought I had that as well. I thought I was a very happy person. But I listened to this young woman and I went out and I bought the book and I did go to the meeting and I was amazed by the doctor's opinion, by Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare. I could relate to it all. 
And I was not an alcoholic. I didn't like liquor. But I sure as heck liked food. I can remember coming home from work at night and my legs would be so swollen I could barely walk. And my back would be aching tremendously. And I think probably some of you may be able to relate to that. And I would eat until I fell asleep. I had to eat to anesthetize myself. And I would say, as I was shoving, and I mean shoving, the food in my mouth, I would say to myself, you know, Carmela, this is so bad. You're going to increase the pain. You're going to hurt your body even more. And the reality was, I would say, I don't care. I need it. And that's exactly what I felt like. I needed it. And why did I need that? Why? Why did I need to indulge in so much food? And it took working these steps and doing my inventory that I realized I was full of fear. I had fear. I had resentment. I thought I was happy. But if you looked at me crooked or you even just looked at me, my sarcastic answer was, you want an 8 by 10? Because I was aware that my body was distorted. I was walking into work one morning, and I looked at a mirror right before you walked into the building. It was a, 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 the window was near it. And I looked and I said, wow, whose fat butt is that? It was mine. But I was in such denial. Denial like I could not believe that I never realized it. And I just, needed the food to keep me calm, to keep me happy. And all it was doing was killing me. And it took my almost dying for me to even think about this. I needed surgery. And the doctor said to me, I'm not operating on you until you lose 100 pounds. And I had cancer. And I said, the cancer will kill me first. He said, well, if you want surgery, find somebody else. Because I am not going to kill you. You cannot withstand the six hours of surgery that I have to do on you. So I will not 
operate on you. And so I did. I left that doctor and I did find a doctor who would um, treat my cancer through surgery. And he did operate and it almost did kill me. Instead of taking the normal six weeks to recover, I had three years of multiple complications. And I needed not just the surgery to get the cancer out, but then I needed two more surgeries to fix the complications that occurred. So I did almost kill myself. And the reality was, once I recovered from that surgery, I went right back to the food. Because, you see, I prided myself on being a very independent woman. But I was not free. I was being held in bondage by a substance. Imagine a substance could force me to be a prisoner, and I was a prisoner to the food. It owned me, so therefore I was not free. It took five years after recovering from my cancer surgery for me finally to admit that I needed truly to join Overeaters Anonymous. So I joined in 2013 because being on all the diet plans that I was on, I would lose 40, 50 pounds, and then I would gain it all back plus that up and down, the highs and the lows. And I knew that was healthy. It finally took my getting this book at the encouragement of that young woman and her telling me of the doctor's opinion and attending the meeting and working these steps that finally released me. And my inventory, I thought I knew myself when I realized, when I did my fear inventory, how scared I was of being abandoned by those who loved me. And it took this program. I am a woman of faith. I was always a woman of faith. But it was this program that allowed me to have a relationship. I had the faith. I believed in a God, but I had no relationship with him. I thought he was there to fulfill my every whim. So every day I would give him my to-do list. 
I need this, 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 and this, and you better give it to me. That's how I would talk to him. And it took this program, and there's an appendix number five, the religious aspect, which says that this program will enhance whatever faith you may believe. It will just enhance it. Three more minutes. Thank you so much. And that's exactly what happened. It enhanced my life. And today, as a person who has shed 175 pounds and has maintained 165-pound weight loss for soon-to-be 10 years, I finally have a relationship with the God of my understanding. I know that I don't have to do anything to earn his love. He loves me perfectly. Even when I was the insane woman and putting food even above God, Food was my God. Today, this program has allowed me to put things in the proper perspective. And the one thing food is needed for, it is solely to nourish my body. I need people to love me. I have a God that loves me perfectly. That is what it means to be happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass, and thank you so much for allowing me to speak tonight.